Hi, everyone, and welcome to Have You Heard, a Listening Project. On this podcast, we share tips, stories, and practical advice to help people with hearing loss stay connected. My name is Allie, and I'm so excited to be your host today to discuss really important personal stories about hearing loss. And today we have several of my lovely colleagues that are joining us, which I'm really excited about. So we have Betsy. Hi. Hi, Betsy. We have Cassie. Hi, everyone. Hi, Cassie. And we have Linda. Hi. Happy to be here. Hi, (laughs) Linda. We're so happy to have you all. (laughs) Thank you for joining us. And everyone, today we're going to be focusing on relationships. So as we all know, relationships are key for all of us. And we're each either children, parents, teachers, siblings, spouses, friends, And all of these relationships really are possible because we can communicate if you think about it like that. So for folks with hearing loss specifically, when communication is impacted, this can create unique challenges and opportunities in our relationships. Well, I know that I'm so excited about this topic and for our guests. So Betsy, Linda, and Cassie, who are all work colleagues of mine, I'm so grateful to be able to say that. They're going to be able to offer their insights today about their hearing loss and their relationships. So let's just dive right into this topic. But first, let's make sure I remind you to stay until the end of the show, as we will share some resources about how to be a more effective communicator. That's really important. These tips will work with anyone, but especially with your friends or your family members that have hearing loss. So let's get started. Cassie, you have a really unique perspective on our team because I know that you have had hearing loss since you were a child. You're a parent as well as a CODA that's a child of a deaf adults, and you're a hearing loss advocate, which is awesome. Can you tell us what it was like to raise kids? What did communication look like at home between you and your young children? Just tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I had a mild hearing loss, which started in first grade. And Mm. I never did anything or wanted to do anything about it until after my second child was born. So when I was 24 years old, that's when she was born. Wow. Up until then, I struggled and pretended I heard, but in reality, I missed so much. I finally decided to go and get a hearing test because my son, who was seven at the time, told me that the baby was crying and I needed to go get her. I said, really? I don't hear her crying. This, yeah, this happened for a week or so. Um, But every time I went to go get her in the crib, she either fell back to sleep or because she was crying so hard or she was reading a book. And so (laughs) I was like, no wonder why my kids started reading when they were four years old. Wow. (laughs) That's really interesting. I bet that was really hard for you, though, when you realized that they needed you and you had no idea. Yeah, I felt like that I lost my independence because my son, uh, who was seven at the time, was always coming to get me, tell me when the doorbell was ringing and everything like that. So my independence, I felt really, yeah, low steam. Hmm. When um, I finally got my hearing checked, They told me that I had lost all my word discriminations in my left ear and that I only had 30% um, hearing left in um, my left ear. So 
Yeah, my right side was was not any better, but at least the word discrimination was better. So I ended up getting a powerful hearing aid and was called severe to profound hearing loss. So, wow, was I really, really shocked um, when I tried on my first hearing aid. I was like, wow. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe how much I missed. I, wow. yeah, I guess I used a lot of lip reading and sign language to get by. I also was, you know, feeling isolated and I ended up homeschooling my children. Your story is so significant. So I guess we really do want to encourage people to get their hearing checked then. Is that what you would say? Do you agree? Absolutely. It's very important. Uh, I became completely deaf in 2010, and that is when I received my first cochlear implant. After receiving the cochlear implant, it took a while to you know, get used to the sounds again and mm -hmm. voices. Um, it was very difficult. But during that time, I started using um, the CapTel captioning telephone, which has been a blessing to me. Without CapTel, I would have had to depend on others to help me call my doctor's office and other important calls. And I would have not been able to talk to my friends either. Gosh, and that's something I don't think that any of us really think about until we have to. So how did the implant change life at home with your children? Can you tell us about that? Well, you know, before the implant, they kept on um, repeating themselves many a times and saying, you know, never mind, never mind. And that kind of made me upset because it, obviously they wanted to share something with me. So I wanted them to hear it. And so I didn't like that, that they kept on saying, never mind. Um, I finally was able to hear and understand them when um, they spoke to me from a different room. So it was such a blessing when I got my cochlear implants. They didn't have to repeat themselves as much as they did before. Right. Oh, thank you so much for sharing that, Cassie. Um, I know that I personally find implants to be absolutely fascinating. And your story just makes it that much more real for all of us. So thank you for being vulnerable and sharing that with us. I really appreciate it. And I know that a lot of people can relate. Now, Linda, your story is different from Cassie's because your hearing loss was progressive. So you two are a parent. Is that right? Yes, I am. So what was it like raising children? Did you encounter barriers with communicating with your children? Tell us a little bit about that, if you would. Well, since my hearing loss is due to hereditary, it really runs in my family. Um, my grandfather had it. My father had it. So it just started happening gradually, not all at once. Um, probably should have done something before I did. I, you know, I noticed a lot of times, I, you know, I, you know, I just people would look at me and I'd ask them like, what, what, what? So right. um, when I did finally, finally have my baseline hearing test. Um, the audiologist who I'd known for several years since I worked with him said that I fake it really well. What? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, he just did not. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I thought I was getting by okay, which I think a lot of us tend to do. We kind of, yeah. mm, nah, I don't have hearing loss. I, you know, I, I, I can right. do this. Um, yep. And he basically said he did not think my hearing loss was, you know, that bad. I, it really surprised him. And I'm like, whoa, okay, I guess I'm a great actress. <laughs> um, 
My biggest issue, though, with hearing loss has been understanding my friends. I mean, I remember being in a group of them and trying to understand conversations and trying to follow everybody. And one of my friends is like, yeah, you didn't hear anything I said, did you? No. I mean, I nodded a lot. Sure. Oh, oh, that sounds great. You know, okay. But I think more importantly with my friends was really understanding my children um, who are now 21, especially my daughter. She has a high pitched voice and it sounded like she was always mumbling so to be honest, I'm sure I agreed to many things I shouldn't have since I couldn't understand them. <laughs> They're probably very happy about it. But Lucky I girl. Knows, right? I, I don't know. You know, you often wonder, what did I promise? Um, but finally, after waiting a few years, which again, does happen, um, I finally made the best decision of my life and I got hearing aids. And really, why did I wait so long? I mean, I will never forget the first time I came home with my hearing aids. My children were ecstatic that they were able to communicate with me without having to repeat themselves. I mean, it just was like, oh, my God, mom, you can hear us. We can have a conversation. So it really didn't just affect me. It affected them as well. Wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. What an interesting point that you make, how it doesn't just affect you or the person with hearing loss, but it really affects everyone that you're encountering. That's so important. And thank you so much for sharing that. I really don't think that you're alone in waiting to get hearing aids because I actually read somewhere that people wait on an average of 10 years to get hearing aids, if you can believe that. So anyways, thank you for sharing your story, Linda. I think it's so important that everybody hears what you have to say. And Betsy, you are a wife, a parent, and you're an actress. Yes, I am. Yes, you are. (laughs) And your hearing loss is more recent. So can you tell us a little bit about that and then also how it affects your marriage? Okay. Um, I've lost some of my hearing in the last couple of years. It's genetic. My mother struggled to hear as well. And it got more severe as she got older. And I tell you, I wish I could have had that Captel caption phone that you were talking about, Cassie, before she died, because it would have helped us communicate so much better over our long distance calls. Right. Anyway, as for me, I have specifically lost much of the higher frequencies that make it hard for me to hear consonants, which means I often mishear words such as fair, pear, or bear. So I thought my husband asked for a pear when all he said was, did you see that bear? (laughs) (laughs) And so it goes. And sometimes people drop the last word in a sentence or throw it away, and I have to ask them to repeat the last word. And my husband in particular does this, which leads me to his story of hearing loss. Oh, I really can't wait to hear about that. So your husband has hearing loss as well. Tell us a little more about that. Oh, yeah. He had tongue cancer and had to be on chemo as well as radiation, which thankfully saved his life. But the main damage came from the radiation treatment, which is directed to his entire neck, mouth, nose, and ear territory. And as a result, his eustachian tube shrank, leaving his ear too narrow to hear very well anymore through it. It's become distinctly more noticeable to our family these past couple of years. He does have slight hearing loss in the other ear, but oddly enough, it's not as severe as mine. Who knew? Haha. <laughs> but his mouth was traumatized. And so his diction has been a challenge for him and for me. 
as I hear him make sounds, but often not the exact words that he says, which can be kind of crazy making, you know? Yes, just a little bit. Yeah. So, so we're both good contenders for hearing aids, which we are in the process of exploring with our new audiologist. That's a given. Well, I appreciate you sharing that because I think it's important for people to realize that hearing loss can come from so many different factors. So it can be genetic, it can come from an injury or an illness, as you just mentioned. And I think it's important that we are aware of that. So let's change gears a little bit and let's talk about specific challenges and specific strategies. So Cassie, you've mentioned that interacting in our virtual world has been challenging, especially I can imagine this year. Can you tell us about that? The most challenging situations I have now um, is hearing on the computer and doing Zoom calls uh, and people wearing masks and standing far away from me. I can't read their lips anymore, which I am still depending on them. And the sounds are muffled because of the mask. I ask them to speak up and I'm the best advocate for myself. I'm always telling people to speak up, um, talk slowly. Um, if you don't advocate for yourself, you only have yourself to blame. So I really strongly suggest to advocate for yourself. Uh, hearing loss is not visible for most people. Hearing aids are small. They're smaller nowadays. And if you have long hair, you can hide them. So people will not know you have hearing loss unless you tell them. Wow. I love that. I love that you are reminding us all to advocate for ourselves. I think that's something that people honestly forget to do, and it's extremely important. And so you're saying that hearing aids are really small these days, which I've noticed as well. And it's been so challenging for so many people. The beauty of the size is that it's not so obvious, but I can imagine that the invisibility factor has created some new challenges. Linda, what about you? At home, I started using closed captioning on the TV because even when I turned the volume up, I thought it would help make it louder. I still had a hard time understanding what people were saying. And my children would ask me to turn down the volume. Believe it or not, it was too loud for their ears. <laughs> um, now when they come home from college to visit, they are used to watching TV with me with closed captioning. So it's something that I always have on at home now. Um, and luckily, I'll, there's peace in the house. They're not yelling at me to turn the volume down. So that's really a big, right. a big thing. And since I no longer have a home phone and I only use my cell phone, when I did get hearing aids, I decided to get the ones with Bluetooth that would pair with my cell phone to make it much easier for me to hear. Wow. Although I personally have hearing aids with Bluetooth, not everybody does. And I, and I do recognize that through working with OAI. Um, that not everyone with hearing loss even wears hearing aids. Um, and the biggest challenge that they've really faced is hearing on the phone. Um, the CapTel phone has been so important for so many people because it not only amplifies by making it louder, but it also shows the caption on the display screen, just like I love the same idea of closed captioning um, on the TV. Oh, definitely. That's so interesting because I find myself also using captions on TV 
And without them, I'd be lost. So I definitely, yeah, it's a huge thing <laughs> that I think that we need to definitely recognize. And I think for also for so many people who don't want to wear their hearing aids all the time, I know a lot of people that don't want to, and especially in their own home, they don't want to, or for other people who are worrying about not being able to hear something like a middle of the night phone call that's important. I know that having a cap telephone would solve those problems. Linda, what other tools do you use to solve potential hearing issues? If I was attending a presentation, I would definitely try to sit up front so I could read the speaker's oh. lips if if needed, just in case, you know, just to have a backup. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then honestly, no matter how big or small my purse might be that day or night, I always have paper and pen with me in case I am somewhere and I need someone to write something down if I can't understand them. So anytime you open a purse, you'll see a pen and paper. Um, so I don't amazing. know about everyone. Yeah, I don't know about everybody else, but being pulled over by the police is scary. Uh, but having hearing loss as an extra layer of nervousness, how am I going to be able to communicate with this officer? They speak so fast. Oh my God, right. I'm I'm freaking, you know, when you see the lights behind you. Uh, but one of the things is I have a visor card in my car that OEI created which helps police officers communicate with people that are hard of hearing during a traffic stop. So this card explains to them that I have a hearing loss, as well as shows pictures of different traffic violations that they can point to that will show why they were stopped. That's incredible. That is incredible. And I think to myself, what would we do if we didn't have something like that? And I'm so grateful that you use that. So those are some really great solutions for anyone with hearing loss that they can use. I really appreciate you sharing those tips. Oh, my pleasure. Betsy, what about you? So what strategies do you use at home with your husband? Oh, okay. What strategies do I use with my husband? That's a good question. <laughs> well, I I am learning that losing my patience and accusing him of not listening to me or refusing to enunciate is not helpful. Hmm. We made an agreement not to try talking to each other from another room. It is now totally impossible for either of us to hear what the heck the other person is saying from another room anyway. <laughs> Again, shouting, I can't hear you, is getting old and creates unnecessary stress. Definitely. So, yeah, so we are cooperating together in that scenario. And we both agree to use closed captions on the TV. I couldn't understand what people were saying either, especially if there's an accent. It's just insane. But I really need those captions on the TV. But even though, so even though we do make a good team overall, we are getting tired of this dance of the hearing loss, you know? Mm. Now, I didn't mention this earlier. You did. You said something about it. But I am an actress and I'm a singer professionally as well. And I'm losing confidence in my ability to hear a line read or even some of the accompaniment to a song when I'm singing it. And that scares me more than anything, to be honest. And my beloved husband knows that about me. Oh, Betsy, I really I appreciate you sharing that with us because talk about being vulnerable. And I know you and I know you as a colleague and as a friend, and I've actually never heard you say that before. So I appreciate you sharing that with everyone. Thanks. It is amazing how not being able to hear can really mess with your self-confidence and your relationships. Yeah. Thanks, Alice. <laughs> anyway, we, we both have had our, our hearing checks, so we are in the process of trying out hearing aids. 
and I am actually willing to consider that my difficulty understanding my husband's words could be improved if I actually advocated, like Cassie said, for myself. Like you said, Cassie, and, and get help because I need to do something about my own hearing loss. Right. It's a big step. Yeah, it's a big step, but it, it is time to do a new dance now, right? I think Dancing so. with yeah, dancing with hearing aids. I love that. <laughs> or wolves or something, but hearing aids actually, or something like that. <laughs> I love it, Betsy. Thank you for putting a positive spin on something that is really, you know, can be very troubling and hard to talk about. I just, you know, I so appreciate each of you taking the time to share your experiences and your personal experiences. I know I mentioned that we would share some resources on how to be a better communicator in your relationships. That's because we at OEI aim to support the ease of communication for people with hearing loss. There are a few things that will help, especially in our current virtual world. So one, for video calls, especially with multiple people, identify yourself when you start to talk. I know that that is a big one for me. Two, put yourself on mute when you're not talking to reduce possible background noise I know that helps with my family Zoom calls. I always have to remind everybody to put themselves on mute. And three, keep your mouth uncovered to assist with speech reading. May sound simple, but I think that these are things that we often forget to do. And if you're out in your community, when you are speaking with people in person, make sure to maintain eye contact with someone. It's so important. As we know, our face masks are creating their own barrier to communication, and that can be really difficult to deal with. Also, limit distractions such as music or noise or anything like that in order to create a more ideal listening situation. Also, practice patience with your friends, your family members, or your colleagues as conversations tend to require more focus. If you, or your husband. Yes, don't forget about the husbands or your partners, whomever you're with. Yes, definitely. <laughs> if you would like more tips and more information about living with hearing loss, please visit our website at oeius.org. Again, that's oeius.org. Our organization is so happy to share all of our resources with people who struggle with hearing loss, and we would absolutely love to hear from you. So again, that's O-E-I-U-S dot org. And don't forget to join us next time for a very special Veterans Day podcast featuring a very important guest that we're excited to share with you. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Have You Heard podcast, and remember to stay safe, stay connected, and please subscribe. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.